Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. We don't have Zachy on the drums, that doesn't matter. Why don't we clap? And you all started clapping, and I got so excited because you were making noise. The church needs to make noise, people. When you go to a football match, are they silent? No, they make noise. They're cheering those teams on. And you know what? We get the opportunity to be in the house of God and to cheer on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So on the count of three, is that okay? I want you to clap. I want you to shout if you want to, but let's thank him and praise him because he's worthy of our praise. Amen. One, two, three. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are an amazing word to us on screen and the Lord confirmed that word and so it's just going to flow on from that. So get ready, open your hearts. I really feel God's going to inspire you, challenge you, but stir us as believers and as a church today. Amen. So why don't you take your seat. Thank you, beautiful Michelle, voice of an angel. Thank you, Drew, voice of a handsome man. (laughs) Well, get your Bible out or your phone or if that's going to distract you, just listen, take note and uh, lean in. Amen. And in Matthew 16, 21, 28, let me read. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many troubled things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. 
Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely, merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit from if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? It's anything Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And, and I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before you see the Son of Man coming into his kingdom. And last week, Pastor Jürgen, our dear friend in America, preached an amazing word. And if you weren't here, I want to encourage you to go onto our Facebook page and watch that message. It was encouraging, challenging, and very inspiring. And I just want to reiterate a couple of things that he spoke about before I get into my message because I feel like it just flows from there and I just know God is so good. Uh, I took a couple of points last week, but I just wanted to echo a few things. And he talked about there is voice and there is hearing. Most churches have heart and inspiration, but we lose our voice if we become an echo of the world. The world needs God's voice right now more than ever. And fly the flag of the kingdom. To him that has ears, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Do you want to influence your culture? Do you want to become like the culture? Don't yield to the spirit of this age. There is a price tag to hearing the voice of God and to truly follow Jesus. Let me say that again. There is a price tag to hearing the voice of God and truly following Jesus. And that is my message today. Very simple. Come, follow me. Come, follow me. And you know what? As believers everywhere, the three most powerful words Jesus spoke was come, follow me. Simple and clear. And what that means, as we come and follow him, new life. Ultimate joy. Christian said it earlier on. And who knows that the world we're living in right now, they need that. They need joy. In, in this day and age where fear is gripping so many people, the uncertainty. And Jesus said, come follow me. Not watch me from a distance, but come follow me up close and personal. Let me influence you. Now, in Luke 18, 18 to 20, we all know this story. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee and he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother, Andrew, Andrew, they were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, said Jesus, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Now, pretty crazy story, hey? Jesus just went, come follow me. They're like, done. It's a done deal. We're just going to, you know, throw away everything that we know, all our training, give up the comfort of our life, and what the heck, take a step of faith, and we're going to go and follow Jesus. Let's go on an adventure. 
pretty unbelievable, hey, when you think about it. Now, Jesus' words, come, follow me, indicates that Jesus takes the lead and that we are to listen, watch, and imitate. Now, come, follow me, the original Greek actually says, I look this up, it says, come behind me or come after me. Let me say that again. Come behind me or come after me. Imitate me. Come up close. Watch how I live my life. Learn my ways. Now I want to ask you a few questions today. Is that okay? Who is discipling you? What are you being discipled by? And what is influencing you? Now we were at a pastor's day, oh, probably, I don't know, over a month ago, and uh, this great, uh, great pastor speaker he's got um you know a very large church but he uh shared an amazing word that i was very touched by but he made a statement and um this really landed with me and sort of you know made me sort of open my eyes and go yeah it's so true and i just want to share one thing he said and he said you know every day right now in the season that we're walking through every day our state premiers stand up at a press conference and they're discipling a nation they have the airways and the attention of the whole nation, every ear. They are discipling a nation with a narrative of fear. Like, come listen to me. This is how you are to think, believe, and behave. And that really landed me, landed in my heart and my spirit, and I thought it's so true. Before we even know it, we're hooked in to the narrative of fear of what is being said through the airways and the media every day, 24-7. Who knows what I'm talking yeah. about? Are you being influenced by social media? What you watch, what you look at, what you read, even people you spend time with? And you know, in life we get so fixed and sucked into certain lies, wrong thinking, behavioural patterns. And I had this picture of like being in a trance, being hypnotised. So people actually, they believe that, you know, that whole whole thing, people actually have been hypnotised, they're in a, a, a trance. And it's like they go into a state of mind, right? They're in a state of mind, they're fixed in this place. And I, I had this literally like an image of this is like where the world is today. People are in a trance of fear. They're so fixated, fix us, sorry, fixated on what they're hearing, what our, uh, and hear my heart here, what our government is saying, what is circulating, that it's just, they've become so numb that they can't get out of that state of mind and see clearly and think clearly and they're gripped with fear. Now, I was, uh, I was looking at this um, sort of Googling and it came up and it said that someone Googled and searched on who has the most Twitter followers. Now, I don't, I'm not on Twitter. I don't you know, do that. It's too, too much social media options. Who knows what I'm talking about here? But I was reading this and it said the top seven most followed Twitter, you know, Twitter account people, you know what I'm talking about, is Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, um, Mr. Beaver, Beaver, sorry, 
Obama, the old American president, that too. Taylor Swift, some other person who I don't even know. Um, Elena, you know, the um, talk show host in uh, America with the short hair. Ellen, 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 sorry, and Lady Gaga, you know what I'm talking about. You can see that I follow them on Twitter, on my Instagram, I follow these people. Anyway, so very interesting that five of them are top music um, stars, pop stars. One was a TV show host and one a one former president. So, you know, I was thinking about this and have you looked at the lives of rock stars lately, how they live their lives? Do you find anyone whom you would like to follow in your life and eternal destiny depend on it? So it's interesting how people are following and taking on every word of these pop stars, of these talk show hosts, and... They're, depend, they're fixated their, their lives and wanting to inspire to be like them. They think, that's my destiny. That's where I want to go. That's who I want to be. Now, whom you follow show, shows your life dream and inspiration. Whom you follow sets your life direction. Now, we are in a world right now where are we, where are we fix, fixing our eyes where are our ears and our attention on right now in this season? Are we fixing our eyes and our ears attuned and our, our attention on the right things? Yeah. Are they on Jesus? And I'm going to get to that in a minute. Or are they purely on all the government mandates that are put out? Are we fixing our eyes and attention purely on just on that? On our state premiers, um, you know, speeches every day? The fear of the virus, or is it money, or is it social media, or is it the news, or is it your circumstances? What are you fixing your eyes on? And I want to challenge you today that we need to fix our eyes on Jesus because he is the author and he is the perfecter of our faith. Let me say that again. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus Because he is the author. He is the perfecter of our faith. Faith over fear. Now, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, it drowns out fear. It drowns out wrong thinking. It drowns out the lies. And it drowns out confusion. And as we fix our eyes on Jesus, what happens? Peace comes. Wisdom comes, guidance comes, and direction comes. Amen? And, you know, Jürgen so brilliantly said last week, to him that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And in Matthew eleven fifteen, Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he is calling for his people to pay attention. So out of that statement, he's saying, church, believers, Christians, pay attention. He's calling us to be pay careful heed. And it's another way of saying, listen up, pay pay close attention to me. And Jesus said this many times throughout the Gospels in Matthew, Mark and Luke. And multiple times he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. 
And I was thinking about it's like, you know, those that have had children, and when you're teaching them how to safely cross a road, so you say, come here, play, pay close attention. I want to show you how to cross the road safely. You know what I'm talking about. Not just like, well, this is what you do when you walk away. I want to show you. Now, this is what could happen if you just ran out on the road. But if you do this, you will be more safe. <coughs> Pay close attention. And these are the words of Jesus. To him who has ears, let him hear what I am saying. And I was thinking about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And as we walk closely with Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, we learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And what was his words? He said, I'm going now to leave you here and I'm going to be with my Father in heaven. These were his words to his disciples. But he said, I'm going to leave a helper here amongst you. And that is the Holy Spirit. Your, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Your Holy Spirit will be your guide. Your Holy Spirit will be the one that you can lean on and that you can hear his voice in moments of trouble. And I want to just touch on that today, the Holy Spirit, being in tune with the Holy Spirit. The closer we walk with Christ, the clearer we will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I know that true in my own life, is the closer that I walk with Christ, the closer I can hear him because I'm, you know, uh, trying to still myself at different times of my life to go, God, what are you saying? How should I respond in this situation or what should I do? And try to silence out the noise of what's going on in my world or what I'm hearing out there. You know, the, the, like I was saying, it's like through the, air, the airways and the, the media right now, there's just fear and fear. And we need to remove ourselves and be in tune with the Holy Spirit and saying, what are you saying in this hour, Holy Spirit? Because if we believe the Word of God, if we believe He is the King of Kings, if we believe He is the Creator of the universe, then we know we're going to get through these times, but with His guidance and His wisdom in praise. Amen? Amen. And uh, I was thinking about a moment uh, towards the end of last year, my father was sick uh, for a num many, many years and he was gradually deteriorating with uh, a horrible disease called Lewy body dementia. And we just took a five-day break towards the end of last year and we were down on the Gold Coast and I remember getting a message from my stepmom and, uh, you know, I thought Dad was doing okay. He was just sort of tracking on. You know, you know, his days were numbered, but we didn't know when. And I got this message from her and I, and I thought, you know what, I don't want to be quite bogged down with just all the drama, um, not to do with my dad, hear my heart there. But, and I, I responded and I said, look, I'll call you in four days when we get home and have a chat. And then she responded back, all good. And then instantly I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit so clearly and I could have ignored that voice and I would have had major regret, but I didn't. Because my ears are open, I'm in tune, and I've always said, God, I will be obedient. I want to hear your voice first in every situation, how to respond, how to act, what to do. 
And in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit say, Melissa, pick up the phone and call. Pick up the phone and call. And I was on a walk and I looked at my phone and I literally had 5% left on my phone. And I said, okay, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call. Now, my stepmom was with my dad. And I picked up the phone and I spoke to her and she put me on loudspeaker and I spoke to my dad. And I just literally said those words, I love you, Dad. Thank you for being a wonderful father. And then I went on to say, guess where I'm standing? I'm standing in front of the ocean watching my boys surf, something you used to love to do. And I just left him with a little story, not knowing that 24 hours later he passed away. And when I got the news 24 hours later from my stepmom, the first thing I thought about was, and, and God reminded me, said, Melissa, you were obedient in that moment because you had a moment where your father was able to hear your voice for the last time and I had no regret. Being in tune with the Holy Spirit when he prompts you and learning to do that. And I've seen that multiple times in my life. And I want to just go back to earlier in Matthew 16, 13 to 19. And I want to ask I want you to ask yourself this question. Who do you say he is? And let me read. When Jesus came into the region of, I'm going to say it wrong because I'm going to get my husband to say it. Caesarea Philippi. You darling. <laughs> he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that the Son of Man is? So then they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say I am? Peter, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. And here, so many opinions and beliefs were circulating around the disciples about Jesus. And it's interesting how the 12 disciples were not silent when Jesus asked who others said he is. And they were aware that popular opinion and the public and they were divided amongst four different opinions. And things have not changed in this world today. There's always different opinions, isn't there? But when it came down to asking the disciples the big question, but who do you say that I am? And it was only Peter who had a voice and the other 11 disciples remained silent. Church, I want to say to you today, we are not to be silent. The world needs us. Our community needs to hear our hope. The voice, the comfort, the guidance of the of Jesus Christ. He is the saviour of the world. And do you believe that? 
I want to I want you to ask your, yourself that question because we are Christians, we know that, but do you truly believe that he is the saviour of the world? Because right now the airways we are hearing uh, of other things that are, are the saviour of the world. But ultimately Jesus Christ is the saviour of the world. And we as a church need to find your voice. Do not be shy. Do not be silent because he is the hope of the world and we need to rise. That's why I felt to get you to clap, to cheer, to get excited because the church has been silent for too long. That we have, you know, been worried about popular opinion and what this is, this person's going to think. But if the Holy Spirit and the voice of God is going to prompt you in this hour to speak a word or to help open somebody's eyes to see, well, then is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Amen? You know, what is really happening in this scripture is that Jesus is the, um, sorry, what is really, sorry, not what is really important to Jesus is the question of our personal conviction. And God is raising up a voice of righteousness in this hour that carries his heart, his word, and his power. And it says it in Luke 4.32, And they were amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. And that's what you and I have, church. That's what you and I have as, as believers. We have his word in our mouth that carries carries authority, yeah. that carries the ability and the weight and his power in this day and in this hour for such a time as this, that you were not put on this planet to just exist and just to follow the status quo and just to do what everybody else is doing. But we were called to be the voice of Jesus Christ, yeah. the saviour of the world, the hope of humanity. Amen. And Jesus said, I am the way, can I get Drew up, the truth and the life. And no one comes to me but through my Father. These were not words, not our words, but his words. He doesn't simply say that he shows us the way. He says he is the way. And he does not say it's hard to come by another way. He says no one comes through the Father except through me. Why don't you stand to your feet? And I want to ask you this question again. Who do you say that he is? And if he is your king, if he is the Lord of Lords, then he says, come, follow me. Come, imitate me. Let me be your Lord. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.